This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We are excited that tomorrow is heading into level two, or actually, should I say, because we're broadcasting tomorrow, Barry, I could say, ah, we're in level two lockdown today. Sort of. Yeah, well, you're not quite there. Well, Talk to Judge Julie about that. Four. He's not a happy camper. Level four is horrible. She went to the supermarket today and I said, yes, I'll have to venture out to that as well. She's like, oh, at least you'll be in at level two. So don't talk about supermarket shopping to Judge Julie. She's going to be even grumpier than usual, I think, for the next week. <laughs> Mark Ann Gartner. Yeah. What a pity there weren't more Mark Ann Gartners sending emails to the Bridge Zone. He's a good lad. So he had a really good story about, he says he's been on a few cruises and he likes to meet up with bridge players. It doesn't matter how bad they are. Right. He said, I remember once I'd met up with a nice Canadian woman. I'm sure Mark won't mind me repeating this on air. Well, I hope not. Anyway, she said there was an older Texan couple, but they preferred to play in their room. Okay, I said, thinking this will be a bit of a squeeze. (laughs) Well, not so much. Their deck area was bigger than our room. Huge (laughs) suite with separate bath, et cetera. (laughs) your money in Texas, Mariana. Anyway, the bridge was pretty hopeless. After one hand, where Mr. T opens one no Trump, Mrs. Long Think and then bids two arts. He consults the sky and bids two no Trumps. She fidgets and then bids three spades, and he goes back to three no Trumps. There they play, and it goes down, despite them having a 4-4 fit in one of the majors. There was quite a bit of recrimination. Very reluctantly, I suggested I thought I could help them with bidding in that situation. I didn't want to blurt out, you should play Stamen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the offer was immediately but politely declined, so we dealt the next hand and played on. Really? Another <laughs> example of advice at the table, Barry. Some people don't want to be helped, Mariana. <laughs> their deck was bigger than their room. Blimey neck. <laughs> Anyway, so those bridge cruises sound like great fun, don't they? I wonder if we've had any listeners that have been on a bridge cruise that they want to maybe email us in and tell us about it. What's that email address, Mariana? Bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. That's good. I'm pleased you can still remember it. Let's hope some of our listeners can remember it as well, because we'd love to hear about your experiences on bridge cruises. I was looking at Larry Cohen's uh, website, and they have uh, some bridge adverts up, you know, about them. They go in and they do bridge seminars on cruises. Wow. They're pretty high-level cruise fees. And you can go to golf and do a session of golf and then do swimming and then come back and do bridge lessons. It must be something that the Americans love doing. When you were talking about high level, I thought you were going to talk about the that the lessons were pitched way above your head, but everybody said. But from what I hear, they're pretty good basic stuff that they teach that will that isn't going to be too complicated. And okay, it might be a while before anybody thinks about going on a cruise again, but you know, 
those bridge cruises sound like a lot of fun. Have you ever been on one? No, but eating, sleeping, playing bridge and doing it all over again, how could that be bad? <laughs> yes, these COVID times, though, you don't really know if you want to be stuck in a fish tank on sea. Yes, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, those cruises sound a bit of a scary place to be, don't they, just right now? The Hamilton Bridge Club is having a committee meeting this Thursday. We're just debating whether it's going to be done via Zoom or whether the committee members are happy to go in under Level 2 conditions face-to-face. So one of the things was what level? Face bridge, Marianne. You're talking about going back to -to face-to-face bridge at the Hamilton Bridge Club, maybe. Yep. Yep. And the committee is actually having a vote on whether we're going to do this week's Thursday meeting via Zoom or whether we can go in under level two conditions doing face-to-face meeting. But it's all about when we're going to return playing bridge. What are your thoughts on when we should go back to bridge at the club? It's looking a bit tricky. I know that NZ Bridge are going to put out a directive, which by the time the show goes to air will will, will be out. And I think there's going to be another one next week um, as to whether clubs should go back to bridge at level two or whether they should wait for level one. It looks a bit tricky to me. I mean, it seems to me that if you're indoors, you're supposed to, you're supposed to try and keep two metres apart. Now, mm, it seems like that's going to be difficult at the bridge table. Mm, that's right. Um, and, of course, there's the, there's the 50, 50 people rule. No longer allowed 100 people, only 50. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of clubs in New Zealand that that would be fine. So basically that's 12 tables. You could have 12 tables and even at Hamilton Bridge Club, most of our sessions, 12 tables would would cover it, wouldn't it? Yep. Yes. Um, So we can use both rooms, which is a benefit for us. Obviously some bridge clubs don't have two rooms. Playing directors will get rid of that problem of keeping it under 50. Interestingly, though, I think the rule actually is 50 people plus staff. So your oh. director and your scorer and your whatever, they can be on top of the 50. So can be a few more than 50, but still, yeah, a lot of clubs, if they could run a 12-table session, would be more than happy with that. The only thing that's a problem is that two-metre social distancing rule that I can see. Is there any directive about catering for clubs if you are have, hosting an event that's under 50? I did talk to Alan Morris about it, and this is sort of wasn't really on the record, but I mean, I think it's honestly, I think it's way easier just to have your kitchen closed during these times. Well, I mean, I think we can probably do without that for a few weeks, still play bridge, but have the kitchen closed. I'm going into the branch this afternoon to get ready for the staff to return to opening up the bank again tomorrow. And Guys, um, Marianne is talking about the bank. It's okay. She's not talking about the bridge club. Which is just <laughs> the branch. She's meaning the bank. Yeah, the bank. And one of the things that we um, have to do is because when people come in to pin their cards or get a new card, and you know you have to pop it into a little FPOS type pin select machine, we're covering that with Glad Wrap and then getting disposing of it after each use. Whereas before we used to wipe. And that was fine. But this time, the, our instructions are we must cover and get rid of it. 
What happened to looking after the environment and getting rid of plastic bags and now we're going to be wrapping everything up in plastic again? No. I think it's the same as all the rubber gloves and all the, everything else They and the face masks. They end up, you know, back in the bin. I'm worried about your carbon footprint. We do quite well about that. We have got a backup plan, a, a sealed plastic bag that you still have to wipe. You know, you put it inside and then they can push that and you can wipe it down but it depends you know because all these wipes that are people are using they have to go somewhere back in the tip it's a bit difficult yeah, it all seems to have gone by the wayside and i guess with good reason we'll be back to that sometime in the future hopefully coming up next we're heading off to the courthouse director please how can i help judge julie presiding good morning judge morning how is everyone today Oh, we're you. good. We're, we're getting ready to go into level two. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> For those of us that might still be in level four and uh, play online bridge and lots of it, maybe lots more of it, um, just a question about explaining our bids. Can we just go through that? Some people seem quite brief and I was going to say to the point, but maybe not even to the point. Some people are almost non-existent. And sometimes you might know that your partner's not given any explanation when they should, although you can't tell by, by looking. What do we do? For what we do in New Zealand, um, and what we've start, we started off right from the word go, was the self-alerts are about explaining your bid because time-wise we don't have all that explanation that we do at the table. And typing takes us all a lot longer. So when we make a bid, if we can give it a brief explanation about what it means, we save a lot of time that we can focus on the play. You know, just friendly and, and helpful. And we do often play a lot of the same things. The self-alert that we've been asking people to do is absolutely more than you would ever expect to do, even in an international event where you are behind screens, for example, because we're asking for that level where people are explained clearly what's going on because we have a very, very mixed group of people and we're trying to do it so we all enjoy it. So when you make a bid, you type in your explanation and then you make your bid and it will come up with a yellow or a red line around it depending on whether you alerted it or not and that actually isn't particularly worrisome and it will have the explanation for your opponents. Simple things like ace asking. Just typing ace ask and how many aces you're showing stops the opponents at the end having to tap and ask how many, what have you got, and go through that really slowly. However, when it comes to things like Michaels and Pottage and Landy and Multi-Twos and the whole raft of stuff that we do, then we would alert it and we would alert and give a clear explanation. I sympathise we don't have a lot of room in that explain box, but we should be giving not the name of the convention, but what we actually mean. And that is the length of the suits and the range of the values. If you take Landy, for example, you two clubs is alerted and it is showing what? At least four, four or five, four in the majors. So you just go five plus four plus capital M, AJ if you have to, and that doesn't take much room and gives an explanation. But also it should have something like maybe 10 to 15 points, zero to seven, I don't know, whatever range you play. And that is 
reasonably simple to do. Michael's is played differently around the entire country. I have played bridge and I've lived in places around most of the country and it is amazing how much it differs in what you are actually showing and what suits you've got and lately even what length you've got. Michael's always used to be 5'5", five five at least. Suddenly it's 4'4", four four by some people. And even at the tournament at face-to-face, they don't tell you that. And these are key bits of information. And I wouldn't be a happy director if I got called. There's some bonus material you get online. That director that you may have seen that does those tournaments in Auckland, Michael Patrick, he's suggesting that uh, you might have seen him. He's suggesting that you should give extra alerts. Like, for instance, if you make a double and it's not clear whether it might be takeout or penalties, you might just type in there takeout. It takes nothing from you to just provide that little bit of help. And it provides a hugely more enjoyable experience, particularly for our players that are relatively novice at the game and are playing in an environment that is really different against people that they've heard of that is can be actually quite terrifying. And of course, the reason you can do that partly, Julie, is because your partner can't see any of this, so they're, right. they're not getting any extra information. Yeah. You might think your partner's not alerting, or you might be concerned about what they are saying, but you cannot see the fact that it's been alerted or that there is an explanation there until after the hand is completely finished. And then when you go and look at the review in your history or in your hand records, you can see the alerts then that show up. If you have a partner, and we do have a few, that have real problems with chat, they're unable to access the chat and bid and do things, then perhaps you want to alert for them In the chat screen, there is a blue box, and if you click on that blue box, you can talk to the table, to the tournament, to your opponents. You cannot talk to your partner privately. That just doesn't let you. So we want people to be careful that when they're talking to the table about, what oh, that was a great slam, they don't send it to the entire tournament for playing all the boards (laughs) at the same time, which does happen. And that if you send a message to your opponents, both opponents get that message. And so you can actually give them the explanation for your partner's bid. And that way you don't have a problem about the fact your partner's not doing it. There are a few people who really struggle with having chat and doing the bidding and the play. I did see somebody last night that told the whole tournament, the score's on the wrong side. I made three no trumps on board five, she said. After <laughs> oh, no. was still playing board five, however. I think the best one, really, though, was the robot's taken over my hand and they're playing it really badly. And that was... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that was last year. And that was the husband was the declarer and the person who broadcast this to the tournament was his wife. <laughs> So you do have to be a bit careful about what you say sometimes. (laughs) Great tips. I mean, I play a really complicated system. I mean, I'm playing relay with Lockie, and that requires a reasonable amount of typing, and precision players and people that play complex will understand how difficult this can be. So you, you have to get a bit cryptic, but nothing stops you going to both opponents and adding in that extra information after you've made the bid, 
just to give them a bit more information about what it means. Is there any corollary with face-to-face bidding, Julie, where people aren't alerting, aren't giving enough information? It's a bit more tricky, isn't it? Because you don't really want to tell your partner. The ethics, the ideal of the game is to give full explanations and in the manual that we have, and also pretty much by example by a lot of people, is that you give a full explanation and that you don't just state the name of a convention, which can vary dramatically around the country, let alone around the world. As I keep saying forever, my catch cry, bridge is a game of no secrets. We are obliged to let our opponents know that we play something that is unusual. We have to alert things. All opening bids are alertable, no matter what level they're made at. But other bids, three no trumps and lower, are alertable except for some special exemptions. And really, we should be going out of our way, if we're in doubt, to make sure our opponents know what is going on. If we give information to our partner and there is a problem about that, the director will be called, they'll come to the table and they will resolve any doubtful points in favour of the non-offending side. That is the people that didn't have the unauthorised information. So you are not hard done by if something happens where you think this has gone on because that is absolutely what the director is there for. My catch cry. No secrets at the bridge table. No secrets at the bridge table. We've heard it for how many <laughs> how many episodes, Barry? You've been here for Julia. It must be about 100. Whatever the day, take care of yourselves. Okay, yeah, you too, right. So you're playing in the Top of the South Teams event? You're playing in Oh, that? I'm not in that one, Mariana, or are you? No, I'm not in it this time either. 77 have you been watching? I think I might have looked at one, but I just haven't had a chance to have a look. So I haven't quite figured out what I'm meant to do, you know, being a Luddite like I am. (laughs) Hey, I reached out to Andrew Robson and asked him if he wouldn't mind joining us via Zoom on the Bridge Zone again. I did that this morning. Hopefully, we should get an answer from him over the next day or so. So another guest appearance on the Bridge Zone show and also reached out to Zia and Larry Cohen. So fingers crossed. Absolutely. And what about Sam Punch? We we should try and get her back on the show as well. She, she's famous now after her um, More heroics, famous. Absolutely. I will do that this afternoon. That'd be interesting because she'd be having a pretty busy life. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond. Manamana. 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 What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Howdy. How are you doing there? It looks like you're undercover and surrounded by horses. I am. So we start back at riding for the disabled next week and we're just making sure everything's good with the horses and that we've got the protocols in place to be able to give the riders their favourite activity for the week under level two. So there's quite a few extra hoops to jump through. But it's worthwhile. I was talking to a parent yesterday and I said, how is he managing under lockdown? He said he's managing fine, but he misses Dixie. (laughs) Yeah, he misses the horse. It'll be great to have the riders back again. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to give us another great tip. What is it? 
Well, a great tip. I'm not sure about that, but this one's aimed for novice intermediate players. My tip for this week is don't sweat about bidding slams. Just make sure that you're bidding those games when they're there. Slams are the kind of exciting things about bidding, but they don't actually come up that often in a session. And an interesting thing, particularly in a junior intermediate level game, if you bid a, a dodgy slam and it goes light, you're guaranteed a very bad score. If you bid a dodgy slam and it makes, you're not going to reap the benefits quite so much. So if you don't bid a dodgy slam, you're going to score over 50 probably for being in game and making because there'll be the occasional person that's not in game and you might play it particularly well too. So I would avoid the dodgy slams. Bid them if they're obvious. Partner opens 12 to 14, no trumps, and you've got a 20, sure. But it's the games, but consistently bidding those games when they're there, that's where it's at. I'm hoping you'll agree with me, Barry. I can remember reading about, I think it was the American team was having a bit of a, you know, rehash after the some world championship they were in. And they worked out that if they hadn't have bid any slams at all, they'd have won the Bermuda Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, they bid some that made, they bid some that didn't. If they hadn't have bid any of them, they'd have done just fine. So Yeah, I uh, mean, it's hard because they're kind of sexy, but... Um... <laughs> It's not about one board. It is not about one board. And long term, especially in, in the B-point tournament, I played against a really good pair in a B-point tournament. And they did their Roman key card. It was a bit of a funny story because they had everything. And I couldn't understand why they didn't bid seven on this hand. They just had everything that opens and shuts. And I said at the end, I'm surprised you didn't bid seven. The person said, well, you're never going to score badly if you bid and uh, make six in a B-point tournament. And lucky for him, his partner had given him the wrong explanation on key card and they didn't have all the key cards anyway. <laughs> I can remember once bidding a Grand Slam and I'm pretty sure it was at a B-point tournament, man. And we, yeah. we bid really well, I thought, to bid to grand. They preempted ahead of us three yeah. clubs, and we still got to seven spades, I think it was. Only to look at it to find out that we got a complete top for bidding the grand slam, which was awesome. But we found out we would have got a complete top for bidding six as bidding well. Six. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know, there's always somebody who doesn't bid game on those hands because they haven't got their game bidding sorted. That's so much more important. They don't know what's forcing, what's not forcing, who's got what. Sort those game bids out. That'd be my tip. Very good. I mean, particularly at teams, it's always, if I have teammates that want advice when we're playing teams, I always just say, bid your bloody games. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can vouch for that. <laughs> anyway, if you want some more advice from Pam Livingston, by the way, and you're locked up, Pam, where do they go if they want to get some coaching off you, some extra help? Well, there's two places they can go. They can just email me, and I've simplified my email address, pam.livingston.bridge <laughs> at gmail.com. Or you can find me on my business page. You can just put that into Google, Pam 
Livingston Bridge. You don't have to be on Facebook, you know, be part of Facebook to look at my business page. So you can find my details there. And I do individuals and partnerships. And you know what? If you have lessons with me, I don't tell anyone. It's completely confidential. I don't go telling people that Barry Jones has... Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't tell anyone who has lessons with me. No, it's all invisible. Can can you just dis a bit of dirt on Mariana for us? (laughs) Yeah, look, I've told you before, what goes on tour stays on tour. (laughs) I agree. Keep your nose out. Thank you, Pam, and keep out of those dodgy slams. Exactly. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. Playing a bit of a bit on BBO, Mariana, over lockdown when you can. Yep, I played last night. Oh, it was terrible. It didn't matter what I did, Barry. It was always going to be. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it was one to forget. But I made a contract, and I private chatted to my partner at the end of the round i'm going to have a party i actually made something <laughs> what did you make mariana were you in were you in game or was it a three no trumps and i made it i just didn't matter what i did if i pushed the button i think if i had a blindfold on i probably would have done better it was like that song that we always play some days a diamond some days a stone yeah well that was definitely it was a stony day yesterday yes. it's a special day today mariana What's the special day? Jenny and I are having our 25th wedding anniversary today. Oh, wow. Congratulations. If yesterday was stone, what's 25? Silver, is it? I'll have a little look for you. What fabulous feast day you... We're wondering what the heck... We're actually trying to figure out what the heck we could do. It's, it's not like we have many options. Go for a walk in the rain? We can't go out for dinner, can we? No, you can't. Well, you could. You could go and join the queues at KFC, sit there for a while. <laughs> the 25th is silver, but guess what the 24th was? What's that? Stone. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and diamond is about 60, isn't it? So I don't know whether we'll make that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but next year you're going to have to put your hat on because the 26th anniversary gift is art. We're lucky if we both remember it on the same day. So silver was a bit special, so we we remembered that one. So that was good. Perfect. Hey, episode 162 today. Seems like about that. (laughs) (laughs) Third year anniversary is leather. Anyway, I hope you enjoy some bridge, whichever way you can get it or not. So take care, everybody. Look out for Mouse and Barry online on BBO. See you next week. (laughs) See ya. Bye. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.